Hello and welcome to the Corporform Corner, where registered dietitians and personal trainers teach you how to optimize your gut health, hormones, and fitness. Our team has utilized the trademark and evidence-based Corporform protocol to transform over 500 lives mentally and physically. Here at Corporform, we have three core values that are family, communication, and care. So if you are ready, subscribe to join our family, communicate with us through our Facebook group to ask questions, and we'll take care of the rest. Please remember this episode should not be used as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. And now, let's get on to this week's question. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Core Perform Corner. It's Dasha and registered dietitian Sarah here. Um, and we have a new topic to discuss, right, Sarah? Yeah. So many of you guys were asking us about lymphatic drainage and dry brushing. Like it's a trending topic on social media. So we wanted to dive into the literature and see what um, like science has to say about it to see if it's actually something that is supported by evidence um, rather than just doing something because it's trending. So Dasha, do you want to start us off by kind of going over what the lymphatic system is? I think that'll give us a lot of context into understanding how it potentially might help us. Yeah, so the lymphatic system is basically this network of tissues, organs, vessels. They all work to move this colorless, watery fluid called lymph back into your circulatory system, which is your bloodstream. So we have like 20 liters of this plasma flow through our blood, right? Through our blood that's moving and delivering nutrients and delivering all the minerals that we're absorbing in our gut into our cells and tissues, but also it's receiving their waste products. So 17 liters of the 20 liters are returned back into circulation through the veins. But there's these three liters that seep through the bloodstream and enter into our body's tissues. And so the lymphatic system collects this excess fluid, which is lymph, that's what it's called, from the tissues and it moves it along until it's ultimately returned to your bloodstream. So it really works as this filtration system for toxins or dead tissue or anything like that. The lymphatic system itself, it's really important for maintaining those fluid levels in your body, absorbing fats from the digestive tract, protecting your body against foreign invaders and transporting and removing the waste products and abnormal cells like I just mentioned. Yeah, that's super helpful. I think one of the first questions I had when I was looking into this was, wait, hold on, what's the difference between the lymphatic system and the circulatory system? So your explanation is really helpful. Um, so I guess that moves us into our like main question of like, what is lymphatic drainage? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so lymphatic drainage happens when we have a congestion of the lymphatic system. And this happens from internal or external reasons, right? Maybe we get hip by something, we have an injury in sports, and that causes damage to our tissues and cells to die and then regenerate. Maybe it's just working out and exercise, or maybe it's toxins and food sensitivities and allergies and systemic illnesses. There are a lot of internal or external factors, chemicals, uh, systems, and toxins that we're exposed to. And it's not necessarily a toxin, it's just something that we need to excrete, right? A dead cell, we kind of need to excrete out of the body. So um, the lymphatic system, that's just when we get congestion of it, we want to make sure that we're moving and not getting stuck so that our toxins don't get stuck in within us. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, when I was looking at the research, it sounds like there's a couple of theoretical bases for how lymphatic drainage um, is done. Can you talk about like the four types? Yeah, there, there were a few. One of them is just like I mentioned, just by like moving that lymph. So stimulating the lymphatic system to increase lymph circulation. So that's one of the reasons why people think that the lymphatic drainage works. Um, the other reason is that it might be expediting the removal of biochemical wastes. So like I said, cells or any sort of toxins that are stored in the body from the body's tissues, because we're again, manually moving them. Um, and a lot of people, they think of like lymphatic massages and, and they think of, um, like deep tissue massage and lymphatic massages are actually pulsing the nodes of your lymphatic system. And then moving or just shifting your skin more so that again, you're just manually moving that pulsing the node and then moving it along its lymphatic drain drainage system. So you can always Google to um, like lymphatic drainage massages to do on yourself and at home. And you can also Google to see where those nodes are located um, to help you with your own massages at home. Um, so the third one that I think might be why it's helpful for people is that it's in enhancing that body fluid dynamic, like we said. Um, so it might help with edema reduction or any sort of um, water buildup in certain areas of the body. And then the fourth is decreasing sympathetic nervous system response while increasing your parasympathetic nervous tone. So again, yielding this non-stressed framework. For example, why is a bath therapeutic? It just gets us in a relaxed state. And so that's one of the other reasons why they think that maybe manual therapy um, might be beneficial for people. But yeah, that's after I was looking at all this, I was like, okay, but what is the actual research on it? Because a lot of these things, I don't know, I just get when I see the dry brushing and lymphatic drainage, it sounds so over the top. So I wanted to read more about it. And I know that you did. So Sarah, what is some of the summary of the research that you were able to find? Yeah, so um, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of research and evidence behind lymphatic drainage. It's relatively new when it comes to the science behind like looking into why this is effective. Um, for the most part, um, there's like the majority of the research has been studied in breast cancer patients. So when um, a patient goes through a surgery or a breast cancer treatment, um, there's something called um, auxiliary web syndrome that occurs. It's also referenced as cording, tethering, or banding. Um, it's basically a condition where um, areas of the patient's arm, armpit, trunk, your breast, or um, like other parts of your body have like thickening um, parts. Like if you look up on Google auxiliary web syndrome or cording, um, it almost looks like a thick band, almost like a vein that's popping out of your skin. Um, so when someone um, is going through this treatment of lymphatic drainage, there's been evidence and several studies have shown that there's improvement in this syndrome. Um, and that's the majority of the research that's been published regarding lymphatic drainage. Um, 
But when it comes to like other applications, um, I I was I mean, I'm a sports dietitian, so I looked into how it applies for sports um, and athletes in general. So, again, there's not a whole lot of research. A lot of the research studies that I found were um, more so like very small study populations like um, and there's like in the last decade or so, like I found maybe three that I wanted to talk about. So the first one, um, it talks about how they studied endurance athletes on a treadmill. And they found that after um, like the lymphatic drainage um, treatment, there was significant decreases in um, blood concentrations of lactate dehydrogenase and aspartame aminotransferase um, at the treatment session, as well as the 48 hour follow up. Essentially, what, what that means is just the athletes had reduced um, signs of inflammation and uh, like re- had better recovery as a result of lymphatic drainage. Um, Another study was published um, that looked into the effects of lymphatic drainage on acute ankle sprains, specifically in the emergency department. Um, so this one just showed that if the patient was um, went through like a lymphatic drainage treatment, it helped with the acute ankle sprain, mostly by reducing that edema. Um, and then another study, the last one that I wanted to reference was um, one that studied the impact of edema, um, specifically when an extremity was injured. So when a, tr- a patient went through lymphatic drainage treatment, there was a significant decrease in edema in that extremity that was injured. So like I said, there's um, potential for lymphatic drainage to be effective in the um, specific like recovery of um, certain ap- athletic populations, um, particularly when you're injured and you have like an extremity that's injured. Um, if you if you want, there's potential for like um, applications for um, improving recovery. When I worked at the collegiate setting too, like a lot of the athletes, specifically after like football camps and stuff, um, there were trained uh, massage therapists who would come in and do these kind of massages on these athletes to help enhance recovery. So I think there definitely is promising potential, but the research is still not quite at the level where I'm like, okay, 100%, there's evidence that 100% backs this up. Um, Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think a lot of it is is in the middle. And if anyone were to get it, I would say it would probably be those breast cancer patients that the majority of these studies are looking at. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I guess I wanted to ask you, Dasha, about like, when we're looking at the research and we're looking at like who this um, lymphatic drainage is for, you already said it's primarily for breast cancer patients, um, potentially for athletes. Um, but how do you know if you actually need lymphatic drainage? That's a good question. So I, I feel like most, right. Our bodies are able, able and capable, but if you feel like you're inflamed and what does that mean? Right. It means allergies, bloating, brain fog, you're chronically tired, you're constipated, you're depressed, you have digestive issues. All of these slew of issues are just inflammatory, right? And swollen lymph nodes, if you've ever gone to the doctor and they like pulse, um, pulse your neck and they're checking your lymph nodes to see if they're swollen. If you have swollen lymph nodes, it's, it's a sign that your body is tackling an infection. So a lot of kids too, I know I got my tonsils out when I was younger, but your tonsils are part of your lymphatic system. So not having them may mean that you might want to get some more assistance and more drainage support. Um, It really just at the end of the day comes down to you and your body and how you feel doing it. I've never necessarily heard that 
people feel amazing after before. Um, but I do know that it works at, at the same time, you know? Um, so I feel like a lot of people who struggle with it, it does work over time, but it's not going to be like a 10 minute manual massage and I'm amazing kind of thing. It's you have to do it repeatedly over time to help the body and then you'll feel it. Um, but it's not just lymphatic drainage. It's everything, right? Diet, lifestyle, all the things. Um, yeah. I made this, this, um, mistake the other week because I was, I was like, Oh, I'll get a lymphatic massage. I was going to a new place. I didn't really know. Um, and I was looking at the options online and there were so many, it was like lymphatic drainage, myofascial release, massage, so Sarah, can you explain like, what is the difference between all of those options? Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to lymphatic drainage, um, it's typically used in GI, like when someone has GI infections, respiratory issues, and a buildup of edema, which is like, um, like fluid retaining in certain aspects of your body. Um, so when you go through a lymphatic drainage massage, it helps to clear obstructions in your lymphatic channels. Um, and as Dasha, like you mentioned, like some of that, um, the fluid in your system, like kind of seeps out into your capillaries. So if you do this lymphatic drainage, it helps to clear those obstructions and improve your lymphatic system in general. So typically, um, these types of massages employ pumping techniques that are commonly performed starting at your feet, maybe your abdomen, your thorax, and it helps to clear out some of those um, fluids that may be just stuck in your capillaries. Um, then the myofascial release, it's a type of massage at the end of the day too, but um, when you go get a massage, there's indirect and direct techniques, but they use um, a, a technique that uses directionality and like um, a passive approach by following the myofascial tissues of your muscles. So basically your myofascial tissue is a network of tissue that spreads throughout your entire body. It connects your muscles, your joints, and your bones. It's um, like the white connective tissue that wraps around every single muscle. So when you are really sore or when you um, are super tense in your body, you often hear of people saying like, oh, I have a knot in my shoulder or like whatever, like I feel really tense up here. Um, so when they're referencing that, it's typically like, um, uh, that knot is released through myofascial massages. Um, so another way to reference it is like you're just getting your knots out of your system when you get a myofascial um, like massage. Then when it comes to the general term of massage, like you said, like there's so many different types of massages. So I would say that a massage is just a general term of like it could it doesn't have to have a, an agenda. It could just feel good. It could be relaxing, help you, um, you know, like de-stress. But if you want to get into, and again, I'm not a massage therapist, but from the research that I've like looked into, um, it sounds like there's different types of massages that can help with lymphatic drainage, that can help with myofascial tissue, and like some of the other options. I'm sure when you were going to get your massage, like I'm sure there's other options. But I hope that helps. Yeah, that's so much more clear. I know my mom is more of a calm massage, medium pressure, and I am a deep tissue kind of girl. What are you? Uh, like I like to say that I, I prefer deep tissue, but it hurts. Yeah, it <laughs> um, hurts. My mom, I love it. <laughs> it hurts so much. I, I know some people love it and I know I feel better after getting a deep tissue massage, but like it just hurts so much. Like I can't handle it. I <laughs> so I, I think I, I'm a medium type of girl. Yeah, I start sweating. 
usually because I get so hot from it. And he actually was the last massage I got was talking to me about like heat um, is radiate radiates from your body. And actually I was going through mold at the time that I got this massage and my, when he started pulsing my lymph nodes, like my GI just started going crazy. And he was like, there's so much heat being like generated from your stomach right now. It's just a completely different temperature than the rest of your body as I'm like pumping all this fluids. Um, but this goes back to what the difference is, right? One is pumping, like more so pumping and moving the toxins. One is more directed towards not your bloodstream, but directed more towards the muscles. And so I think that's like the major difference between a lymphatic massage versus a myofascial massage. Um, and then a massage otherwise is just all encompassing. Um, but then that makes me think of dry brushing. So what about dry brushing? Yeah, I tried my best. So many of my clients were like, Sarah, like, what do you think about dry brushing? And to be honest, I didn't know too much about it. But it sounds like it there's claims that say that it improves circulation, it helps with skin regeneration, it enhances lymphatic drainage and toxin elimination. But when I look at the evidence behind it, there's like literally nothing. I know, <laughs> so, right? Like, I, I always asked, I always was laughing, like, do you guys not use a loofah in the in the shower? Like, isn't that the same thing as that? They call it a dry brush, but my loofah looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like when I was looking at trying to find evidence for it, like deep diving into it, like I couldn't find anything. So I per like this is personal thoughts. But when you are touching your skin, like it, it's obviously going to help with circulation, because if you like massage yourself in your hands and your fingers and you're petting yourself, like it also helps with circulation It moves things along. That's essentially what massages do, too. So I think that if you are having trouble with circulation, like, for instance, if you have like really cold feet or hands, if you put your hands and like, like, you know, rub, rub against it, yeah. it's going to warm them up. It's going to help right. with circulation. So right. um like, like I said, I don't think there's a whole lot of research that I wish I could provide for you guys. But um, I think there are, if you're looking at like, what science backs as like evidence based, I would say there's more evidence that supports lymphatic drainage and massages and myofascial release. But when it comes to dry brushing, eh, like sure, there's, if you like, and like, if it helps calm you down, if it helps de-stress you, go for it. Um, but I hope everyone I is dry brushing because I hope well, not necessarily I call it wet brushing I make a joke and I say wet brushing I hope everyone is scraping dead skin cells off of themselves in the shower I hope that you know that that's part of a healthcare routine <laughs> yeah like I think just like touching yourself petting yourself like I, okay not in the, yeah, you the, weird sense. the word petting I'm not so confused <laughs> Well, like when I like I always tell my clients when you're stressed, literally touching like your hair, like mm -hmm. um, when you pet your dog, like it's really relaxing for them. Same thing with us. It helps us to get into that more relaxed state when someone is like cuddling us or like that physical touch. So if you're stressed and you want to do like dry brushing techniques, great. Like if it helps you de-stress, that's a great technique. But I don't know how much there like evidence there is for supporting if it's actually going to help with like circulating like the blood or I mean like the buildup of the edema or the toxins like um, I'm sure if your circulation is improving from it like sure but I mostly suggest things like dry brushing and petting yourself like your hair to help you relax at the end of the day mm -hmm. yeah um but moving on from that topic um <laughs> I, I wanted to like 
I wanted to talk to you about like, again, I'm all things like sports. So um, circling back to that topic just a little bit, like how does lymphatic drainage reduce sports injury risk? I think based off of what the studies are showing right now, we definitely need larger sample sizes, more randomized controlled trials, um, but there's maybe some potential that it's improving swelling in joints. And again, I think this has to do more with just like moving and circulation and making sure that nutrients are properly being delivered to all of our organ systems and our joints and our bones and everything. So right now there's really limited high ranking evidence that's available that says that lymphatic drainage actually reduces sports injury risk. Um, it's promising. And honestly, I would use it mainly for edema. Um, it just depends on the injury and the fluid and muscle damage that's responsible and around that area. Um, but I would encourage a lymphatic drainage for probably anyone who's swollen and holding water. Those people that feel like they're swollen and holding water and inflamed and all those symptoms that I mentioned earlier with the brain fog and constipation, and especially those who have GI infections on top of it, that's what I would recommend. I would recommend the lymphatic drainage. And if it's for athletes, I would probably aim for more of the myofascial massages to work on the musculature system. And I think the your circulation will improve as a result of that. Um, and you can do at-home lymphatic pumping to promote that recovery and re reduce that water retention from the intense workouts. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything that we wanted to chat about today, right? I think we covered everything there was to know about lymphatic drainage and sports and gut health. Yeah, I think so. I think we covered most of it. Um, if you guys have any questions after listening to this, like feel free to reach out. We're always wanting to put out information that's most um, applicable to you guys. So if we don't have feedback, we won't know. So please give us feedback if this was helpful, if it wasn't, if you guys want us to expand on anything, or if you want us to talk about anything in particular the next time we get together. Yeah, you guys know our channels are linked down below, but you can also find me at Dasha Fitness. And Sarah, what's your IG? That's Skim Food. All righty. Well, we're looking forward to hearing from you guys because we want some more topics that you want to hear about. And so um, it was good to be back on here and can't wait to keep pumping out more content with you. Get my, do you get my lymphatic system joke? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs>